So fair warning for anyone new and especially those that have known me for a while, I will be somewhat vulgar and blunt during this video. I want to get my message across as clearly and as authentically as possible without letting political correctness get in the way. Now, I believe it goes without being said, but I'll still say it here, that a lot of my views and observations during this little podcast here are going to be based off of my own observation. They're going to be based off of my own opinions. However, I've been observing for a while and I feel fairly confident about my thoughts, but also by no means expect that there should be no discussion or no rebuttals. So I very, very much welcome that, especially on the YouTube comment section of the video. But do keep in mind, I am an American. I've lived in the United States my whole life. And so as I'll talk about much more in depth later on, it definitely is the basis from which I form my views on things. Okay, so let's get the obvious straight out of the way. Everybody loves women. Not everybody, right? But most people, even women, right? We love looking at women. They're beautiful, gorgeous, sexy, whatever adjective you want to use. We use them to sell things, to promote things for both men and women. They have these fun round bits that are called tits and ass, T and A, breasts and buttocks. Humans are sexual beings with sexual drives and urges, and it's obvious that people tend to linger around what satisfies them to that level. But that is not the purpose of this discussion. I've always known that the gratification I get from studying and replicating the female form goes beyond my carnal self, my being as a heterosexual mammal on this planet. And even if you were to remove my reproductive organs and drain all the testosterone out of my body, I strongly feel that I'd still gravitate to drawing and painting women over men. But the question still remains, why? It can't be just that women are just objectively more appealing to look at for everyone, can it? Well, if I can continue to be brutally honest, I think it kind of is. I mean, take Twitch for example. You can stream yourself naked as a body painter as long as you have some pasties, right? But I've yet to see any men doing that. I've seen women go out in public with only body paint and a few pasties to cover up their nipples and see how far that they can go and they get pretty damn far. But I highly doubt a man could do that. Simply put, if you have a nude man and a nude woman standing next to each other, the male reproductive system is just more grotesque looking by default. It's just projecting. It's out there, right? With men, you have these two oddly shaped protrusions, each somehow able to move on their own. But with women, well, depending on the body type, you won't really see anything but a V-shaped crease. It isn't until a woman bends over or lifts up her legs until then you get to see the intricacies of the female reproductive system. But that still doesn't answer the question because all one needs to do is compare the top half and the whole story changes. So. Women have breasts that protrude much more than your average male, right? And they have larger nipples and areolas. Some women can even move their breasts. So where women can get away with wearing anything tight-fitting from the waist down, men can run around outside shirtless and no one bats an eye because, well, our upper body doesn't really project very much and it doesn't move around as much compared to a woman. So from this point of view, the full frontal nudity of both men and women are kind of equally balanced in terms of how much we're expected to cover up in society. 
The same way a woman will get odd looks if her nipples are visible through her shirt, a man won't get very far if he's wearing very skin-tight pants too far from the pool or the beach. So, the problem. What I've discovered is that it's not so much that people, me included, love drawing women so much that we've just lost interest in depicting men. Men, even though I've already shown that we're basically both equally as policed when it comes to the exposure of our intimate body parts, are overwhelmingly more limited when it comes to self-expression than women. Now, I know this will upset a lot of people since the topic is usually about women's issues these days, but think about it. I'm by no means downplaying or saying that one issue is more important than the other, but women can wear anything that a man can wear and it's generally well accepted. But a man? We can't wear heels. We can't wear skirts. Unless you're in Scotland. We can't wear dresses, and the list goes on. And even if you wear the wrong underwear at the gym, you'll be made fun of. You'll be called tidy whitey guy or whatever. It's gotta be boxers or broxer briefs. We aren't allowed to express our emotions without being called too effeminate or gay. We can't like certain colors too much, hell, we can't even give compliments to one another without saying no homo first or after. It's pretty common knowledge that a man will remember every single compliment that he gets from a woman throughout his entire life because he's simply not used to getting them. Whereas women, they compliment each other all the time and it's perfectly fine. As I've been working on my mental health lately, I've come to realize that the reason that I don't draw men as much is because of all of the societal and cultural limitations about who and how men can be. And it simply just made them too boring of a subject for me personally to paint. And I think many people are affected by this, whether they are consciously aware of it or not. So to get into what society says, I want to explain what it feels like to grow up as a male artist. And I think this quote that I have will do it best. I will truly never forget what this one dude told me in freshman year art class in high school. I pulled out my drawings for him to take a look. And he looked me in the eyes and said, dude, you're out here drawing all these bitches, but you ain't fucking any of them. Yeah. End quote. So I think that is a great example of how to be a man, at least in Western culture, you need to be tough, resilient and unemotional. You need to be prioritizing how many women that you can sleep with as your greatest signifier of value outside of the work that you can do and provide to other people. You aren't a man, period, until you're starting to provide for a wife and kids and a family. You show love to one another by talking shit to one another and hitting each other. When you do have emotions, you just bottle them up and keep going. Side note, that doesn't work, and those emotions will come out in other ways and make you unstable and chaotic. Sort of how we like to portray women sometimes, if you think about it. I saw a video recently on YouTube and I had to comment where... There was a sort of a town hearing, and I don't know exactly the title of the individual, maybe they were the mayor, but they said that they were late because their wife died the other day, and it was a terrible car accident, and it sucks, but he has to show up to do his job for this hearing. And immediately the people in the audience are asking questions about his life, and he's answering them, but also saying, hey, we need to focus, we need to pay attention, like... That's the only question I'm answering. And I think it is so sad that we are at a place now where we're able to almost accept individuals pushing away something so critically important, something so gut-wrenching, 
He nearly lost his entire family for contacts in a car accident. And he, it's expected that he should just be able to deal with that and show up to work. The ramifications on him, on his mind, on his body, and those around him later on will be there. There is no escaping that grieving that needs to happen, and it's terrible. I just had to point that story out because it's so recent, and it really, really, I just, it hurt my soul to see a man broken. He had literally been reduced to a robot. If you also notice and pay attention, you'll notice that men like me, single, thoughtful men that are around the age of their late 20s to early 40s and live alone, are very, very much shown as the criminals, as the villains, as the people that you need to be worried about in any TV show or crime show. Any man without a woman on his arm or a family behind him is worthy of suspicion. It's pretty well known in the corporate world that if you want to get to the top, you need to have a family. At the end of the day, the guy with the family will always beat you if you're trying to get the top role, the top position. Men are also not really allowed to flaunt or explore their own sexuality. If you do one gay thing, you're just gay forever. <laughs> if you wear tight-fitting clothes and work out, we skip right past calling you an attention seeker like we normally would for women, and we just say you're just straight up gay. This fear, this critical, paralyzing fear of being gay, aka being seen as weak, has made us into these little lifeless drones and robots, and it's slowly killing us. I can see it in most of the men I interact with today. There's this silent, repressed pain behind nearly every father that I see, or just every man I see. And they're just accepting life as the way it is and succumbing to drinking and other drugs and substances to numb it all a lot of the time. This is honestly a dangerous path that society is on. I mean, look at what happens when you deny the wrong guy from getting into art school. Right? He might just try to enslave a whole race and kill off another one. If you don't know, that man's name is Hitler. I feel like there is a storm brewing out there, full of men who have repressed themselves for so long that eventually the cracks in the armor will be too much, and then, well, we saw what happened with the Titan submersible this year, didn't we? Maybe that's too soon to bring up, though. So if you've followed me for a while now, you'll know that I love gesture and flow in my artwork. It's a way to identify my drawings, especially. At this point, the comments that I even get after each painting I post on Instagram offer really great feedback because they identify parts of myself that I didn't even know were unique. I love beauty and grace. I love subtlety, but I also love intensity. I love to accentuate expressions and to express sensuality as much as I can in my work. So naturally, women are a much more compelling subject for me to paint than men if you look at men the way I've described above, as most of the world does. Even though I've always been heterosexual, I've been in tune with my feminine side my whole life. When it comes to dancing, for example, I've always found that it's much easier for me to replicate the more feminine, smooth movements than the jerky, masculine ones. And I'm not saying one is better than the other, but it's just been something I've noticed for me. And to be honest, I credit a lot of this to my African culture and upbringing, because in Africa, there's much less polarity concerning what's masculine and what's feminine in dance, even though we're the ones to create the whole, why are you gay? Then who is gay? Why are you gay? Explain. I, I don't understand. Meme. 
It's very common for both men and women to crouch and move their hips and shake their ass while they're dancing in African culture. But if I pulled up at an American club with those kind of moves, I'd get mega side eyes from half the people in that room. But maybe not, because honestly, I've got some pretty good hip control. I know I could pick up belly dancing pretty quick, but I can't seem to twerk, though. <laughs> Speaking of dancing, I have to speak about K-pop for a bit. I know it's a pretty well-known stereotype that Asian men are more effeminate than the other men out there in the world, yada yada yada, but the male K-pop groups seem to just be masters of balancing their feminine and masculine side. Overall, outward appearance seems to be so much more important in multiple Asian cultures, so I'm sure that simply having earrings and looking put together doesn't make anyone assume that you're homosexual over there. Even if it does, I don't think there's any nation on earth that associates so much negativity with homosexuality as America. But maybe it's just because we're the ones who talk the loudest about everything at the world scale. Some of the biggest K-pop stars have the most simple, clean, and aesthetic faces. Everything is so soft, but they're still very masculine. They still have billions of women, it seems, just pining after them. And it works, right? And you see it in other Asian cultures around there. Now, to directly contrast that, I cannot talk about the state of masculinity in the world without taking a moment to call out the black community. Yep, you heard me right. I'm about to get on your ass. Pause. Pause, though. <laughs> right? See what I did there? As a black man born in Nigeria, myself and raised in the United States, I have experienced a heightened level of the limitation that most other men don't experience in this world. And this isn't even limited to Africans. I think Western black culture is some of the most self-policed in the world, only outdone by Jamaicans in my opinion. I'm only half joking with that one, but you've seen the videos, right? There's a guy where a Jamaican explains how performing oral sex on a woman is gay. And good luck trying to get your Jamaican buddy to watch Dragon Ball Z with you because ain't no way I'm watching two grown men dragging any balls on my TV. Fire fidats. <laughs> we all know the slang phrases pause and no homo that are used to comfort another man when you say something a little bit too feminine, a little too emotional, a little too nice, a little too kind. Those things are from and most regularly used amongst us black folk. Even other black women will call out black men for acting or saying something that's a little too fruity. Can't even eat a banana around the homies these days. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that we have to stop doing all those things and become perfect little good two-shoe people who are super politically correct. Absolutely not. But just notice where that stuff is coming from, right? It's an intense fear around being perceived as gay. You want to wear earrings? Not as gay. Your gym shorts aren't basketball shorts that reach down to the middle of your shin, even though all of the fastest athletes in the world, especially some of them African ones, wear super small shorts because it's efficient. Nah, that's still gay, bruh. That one's a personal experience, by the way, in sixth grade gym class. Let's say you dress a little bit too well and you look a little bit too put together. Both black men and women will probably assume that there's a decent chance that you might be gay. But to be honest, I believe the problem is deeper than that. It's not really about being gay or not. I think it's about being perceived as weak. And that, my friends, is what we call fragile masculinity. Because in my opinion, fear in and of itself is weakness. 
And so if you're afraid of it, <laughs> there you go. In the art community, I have noticed a very heavy underrepresentation of other black people. Is this because of the white man or the patriarchy controlling us, putting us down? Well, I can't say completely yes or no to that, but I will say that we are working just as hard as any other external force to invalidate ourselves in this matter. I remember when I was the only of two black men in my art classes in high school for a couple years straight. I also remember a friend of mine in high school, bless his soul, he was a really nice guy from Colombia, but he told me something that would get him cancelled ASAP if he said it today online. So what I did was I pulled out one of my drawings to work on during math class when we had a break, and he saw it and he said, and I quote, damn, I didn't know black people could draw like that. My guy was Colombian. He's an immigrant, multilingual, and he still had the audacity to say something as ignorant as that. But to him, he was simply speaking his truth. That's really what he saw or didn't see. Most people still see art as a very feminine hobby to partake in, and it's represented by the population that you see in any art class above the basic ones that you're required to take in public school. I can only remember two black women in the more advanced art classes for the couple of years before I graduated. And yeah, it, it seemed to kind of stay that way. I don't know. Hopefully things are much better. So as a quote unquote victim of this myself, I truly believe a big part of why you don't see black representation in the art community is because we shame ourselves out of it harder than anyone else does. Now, with all this doom and gloom I've been talking about, I do believe things are changing and that there is a very positive side to the story. Now more than ever, you are seeing men who don't look like your traditional tough guy be celebrated all around the world. The easiest example is Mike Tyson. That guy is known for his intense emotions. He's cried on camera before, but no one would dare suggest he's too weak or feminine for a split second. You've also got men like Jordan Peterson who regularly get made fun of for his high-pitched voice and crying on camera and being very thoughtful, but his, he's very overall heavily respected by men and women alike who have been enlightened by his talks. And <laughs> hell, even Jesus himself was known to turn the other cheek, cry, let himself be crucified, but at the same time he flipped tables in churches when they were starting to go astray, and he stated himself that he came not to bring peace to the world, but to bring the sword. Now on YouTube, I'll be showing you some footage of me working on my Hobie Brown fan art from across the Spider-Verse. And he was initially just shown as this super cool guy who seemed like the biggest threat to Miles getting Gwen as the next big Chad or Tyrone, right? Gwen really hyped this guy up. But in reality, he's just a skinny dude with wild hair, ear and face piercings, painted black nails and tight skinny jeans. But black people aren't supposed to like rock. Black people aren't supposed to dress like how he dresses. But his very persona is about going against the grain. He doesn't believe in consistency, and he was actually one of the only people, if not the only other person, to support Miles immediately for his decision that he made later on in the film. Let's look at Echo from League of Legends, another character that I did a fan art of, but more specifically from Arcane, the Netflix show, he was the small, scrawny dude with white hair in the beginning, the smallest of the crowd, but he became the leader of the third alternative group, leader of the misfits, not the bulldogs, not the wolves, but the fireflies. 
My favorite scene from the entire first season, actually, was where he tapped back into his childhood self and went toe-to-toe with Jinx. It was an incredibly tense moment, but he was lighthearted and moved gracefully enough to deal with Jinx in a fight that really only lasted seconds. But I guarantee you, if he was concerned with being hard and tough, that fight would have went very differently. So I find more and more amazing characters are rising up to the challenge to change the way that we portray men, the way we express ourselves, our identity. I'm super excited to be a part of this myself, and it gives me the energy to wake up every day, honestly, knowing that I am a walking contradiction. I myself am a soft-spoken and gentle man by nature, and I spend most of my time indoors painting. But when I raise my voice, everyone knows and hears and are shocked that it could come from me, and I still have every bit of my masculine African genetics on display through my full beard and dark, melanated skin. If you look at a lot of the popular content creators that are black and do comedy, for example, it's so great to see that they seem to all love anime. But when I was growing up, anime, that's kind of weird. If you're really into anime, eh, you wouldn't really be that supported in the black community. It's kind of an odd thing to be interested in. The, the geeks who liked Yu-Gi-Oh would play cards in the library first thing in the morning. That was what, you know, anime was about. You had to be in those kind of weird areas. But now all of those content creators, they love anime and they use it to tell stories about their experiences and people love it. They're extremely successful and they reach the entire world. I am super, super proud of all of them. For example, RDC World with everyone and uh, Mark, they're just incredible, and I love what they're doing. You've got Caleb City, Long Beach Griffey, right? King Vader. So many amazing creators that are changing things up. So as a final disclaimer, I want to be clear. I don't expect anyone to change their drawing habits or preferences after listening to this video and just become perfectly balanced between drawing men and women. Because personally, I still enjoy drawing and painting women much more, and I don't plan to force myself to reach a certain quota of men or women. What I do hope to do, though, is to give myself more grace when it comes to looking at my own self-expression. So I know I want to get earrings one day. I always thought I'd look good once my beard comes in, like I really adopt this sage look, get some like bone earrings of, or some tooth earrings of some creature, right? I think I'd look great in them. And I'd love to rock a man bun with braids someday if I can, too, to pair with that. I think I'd look badass. When I do decide to draw or paint a man... I'm not going to let other people's concerns limit what I can do. You can see with this illustration of Hobie, I really wanted to go into that misfit, mischievous feeling in his facial expression. There's an intensity there that I used to think it's impossible. I didn't even think about how it wasn't quote unquote allowed. I didn't even think it was possible to show men in that way. But now I'm starting to open my mind up to that, and it's making me more interested. I had a fantastic time with this sketch, and I really enjoyed being able to capture what I did with his body expression that pairs so well with his facial. Pause. Facial expression. See, it's still in me. I can't even pick up the soap in the shower without hearing something behind me just gay, right? Like in the meme. It's, it's so ingrained in who we are, so deep and we really need to start looking at it and deciding how we want to be in the world. I'm going to be how I want to be, where I want to be, when I want to be. I am me, and that's all there is to it.
I believe that as we continue to progress and recognize our own value as individuals and how much more we can contribute to the community in that way, we'll see this discussion about why XYZ draws more women than men come to an end. I believe equal representation is simply going to be a reflection of the greater community at large and their ability to feel comfortable being themselves, living the lives that they want to live. How can we have equal representation when we're all pretending to be the same person, but we're not? It's not equal. It's not balanced. I really don't think there's any other way to get there. So to my fellow male artists out there, take a moment and think about what you would want to paint or how you'd want to show a character if nobody was going to judge you for it. What would you do? Would you give them painted fingernails, right? Would you give them a super bright pink bomber jacket? Who knows, right? What would you do? What kind of pose would you put them in? I also think to myself, why, why is it that men aren't allowed to, uh, to do thirst traps? Why is it only women, right? Now, I say thirst traps kind of kidding because it's not really the intention, right? But you see, it's pretty common these days. Every now and then you'll see a female artist will share herself in the environment while she's painting, right? Like in her natural, comfortable clothing, painting, just going through a day in the life. And you'll have some people in the comments like saying this and that and the other. But why can't men do that? Why can't I post my face or myself in my workspace? Why can't men flaunt what they've got, right? Why is that not allowed? It's immediately seen as gay, right? That's, you know, you know, we all know. But do we have to listen to that? What would happen if men started to just allow themselves to express themselves how they feel, right? If you feel some type of way hot and bothered about it and you don't like it, then that's your problem. It's a public platform, right? As long as I'm following the rules, it is what it is. You don't have to look. <laughs> Why are there rules on what we can and can't do or use to build ourselves and build our careers and build our social media? This isn't, uh, this isn't the SAT. This isn't a final exam. We're out in the world being ourselves. We don't have to conform with what everyone else is doing. And I'm going to admit, you know, these things have affected me big time. I remember when I saw Ross, Ross draws, he, he posted, I don't remember what it was. He was doing a painting around water, around being at the beach or being at the pool. And he posted himself shirtless and he had his, you know, his abs showing. He was super jacked in that photo. And I'm like, damn, that's going to really help his career. I wish I could do that, but I can't do that. Cause then people think I'm gay too. And now I'm thinking, why the hell not? Who cares? Who the hell cares? Do I care about what people think? The people are going to say that. Do I care about their opinion? No. But I also don't have abs that are as nice as Ross's, so I'm, I'm probably not going to do that anytime soon. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. One of my friends is gay, and I remember thinking when I found out that they were gay for sure, I remember it's in the back of my head. Does he like me? Every guy's thought about that, right? But I'm like, oh, I know better than to say something that dumb. I know better than to ask him something that ignorant. I'm not going to do that. And I didn't. But it still came up in my head. It was still there this some years ago, right? And we were all affected by it. It's so deep 
in who we are. And I encourage everyone under the sound of my voice today to look within and to question, is this how I want to be? Just make a decision for yourself. Make sure whatever is ruling over you, whatever is guiding your decisions for expression, make sure it's yours and not someone else's that's living rent free in your mind. So with all that being said, I thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with everyone that you know that needs to hear this. And I plan on doing a lot more things here in this podcast space. I'm posting this to YouTube because it's art related, but I'm not so sure if my talks, my discussions, my little musings are going to continue to be art focused entirely. I've got a lot of different ideas, so we'll see how that goes. I also really like the name Art Food. Do I really have to change that? I don't know. But again, I thank you. I hope this has lifted you up, encouraged you, caused you to ponder and to think, and I will see you in the next one. Take care.